podcasts from the cat. Voices and sounds from Crew and Nantwich. Welcome, it's Helen here and I am with Susan Holder and that is Neddy Holder's wife, the uh, former the former Slade singer. From man, yeah, lead yeah. singer, guitarist. Yeah. yeah, lead singer, guitarist, yeah. Um, I always remember, remember him um, from one of the songs that I always used to sing at Christmas. <laughs> Best song that ever that is. I was singing there with my headphones on singing. Anyway, welcome Susan to the, to the cat. How are you? I'm great, thank you very much. Yeah, let's not go into that now. He he, he doesn't need the royalties, and, uh, and nobody wants to hear that in the summer. <laughs> um, yeah, let's get let's talk about you then, Susan. This is about you anyway, isn't it? So, so let's start off as um, you you actually were a TV producer, weren't you? And you've actually been on Loose Women as well, haven't you? How did how did you get into that, and how did you find that? Well, I was the producer of Loose Women. Oh, sorry. I, no, no, that's fine. I was the boss when it was in Manchester, the, the series that they did in Manchester. I was the boss. I was a, a TV producer. Mm-hmm. I was a journalist originally and then went into TV production okay. and ended up being the boss of Loose Women, mm-hmm. uh, which was uh, very exciting. And uh, lots of, I, I would say, in, I, I don't know whether it's the same now, I wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. But at the time I was there, there seemed to be more drama behind the scenes than there was on camera. Ooh, <laughs> I don't... A, a lot of women with a lot of opinions, you can imagine, morning meeting, was that I yeah. always thought they ought to televise that rather than the actual show. They yeah. tone it down a bit for the TV, but were very forthright behind the scenes, which is always very exciting. I don't think it's changed all that much, if I'm being honest no. with you. <laughs> uh, but what I've seen, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, so also you've you've got a little col- column, haven't you, as well in the Cheshire Life I do, um, magazine? I do a monthly column in Cheshire Life magazine now. Yeah, the editor asked me to. I've been doing that since January. Yeah. And they want me to write about. As I say, I am a journalist. I was a journalist. Mm-hmm. But as a journalist, you write about lots of other things. So it's quite unusual for me to be writing about myself. And when mm. they asked me to do it, I said, well, what, what do you want me to write about? Mm. And they said, well, you've got a new book out. You can write about your new career as an author. But also, mm. can you throw in some kind of rock and roll stories from your own rom-com life? So yeah. that's sort of what I do. And that's kind of how I've written the book. Uh, the book that I've written that I've got out now is a what, what we're calling a, a rom-com for rock chicks. Yeah. It's got a bit of a rock and roll vibe to it. Yeah, because you've got a contract for three books, haven't you? I do, I do, it's totally scaring me. Yeah, no, two are written, and the third one I'm about to start writing. I've been making furious notes and right. having lots of ideas. Um, this book has got a Beatles sort of vibe. It's called Shake It Up Beverly, yep. uh, and it's got like a Beatles theme to it. And my next book is set in Memphis at mm-hmm. the Graceland home of Elvis Presley. Oh, wow. A real rock and roll and Elvis vibe about it. Yeah, that'd be really. Int- I think they'll all be interesting to read, to be honest with you, because you've got uh, such a vast background of of knowledge and and um, obviously a lot of famous people behind you as well. And you've dealt with yeah. all these kind of people, and you've got a lot of stories to tell. Uh, I, and, I do, and a lot of them have been. I mean, you, you're right. They've been. I can't believe how supportive people have been. But you see, a lot of the people that I know, obviously through my husband, yeah. they know what it's like to put yourself out there and try yeah. and do something that other people will like. Yeah. And it, it, it's actually, I've never, you know, I've, I've always worked. Mm. But to do this now and have the focus on me, it is, it's a bit scary is because it? you are putting yourself out there and asking people to kind of, you know, buy into what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, but the reaction and the support I've had has been amazing, really amazing. So the the tables have turned a little bit though, hasn't it, um, Susan? So Noddy was sort of like in the limelight before, and now it's sort of you. So how's how's he taking that now? 
you know, he's been really good. I, 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 I was because you know what men are like. Yeah. They like to be the centre of attention. You can't <laughs> really take the, the limelight away from Noddy Holder. No. It's not really possible. Yeah. So I don't think he's too worried that I'm going to overshadow him. That would be a... <laughs> I, I, I've got a long way to go before I can compete with that. So I don't think he's too worried. But what he is good at is advising me. He's very mm. good at saying, well, you need to kind of do this. You need. Yeah. I mean, just even... If, just even t- telling me about, you know, how to t- talk to people on the radio yeah. or how to kind of, you know, he's, he's really good at kind of just giving good advice. Yeah. So, so that's been great. That's been great. Well, that's that's obviously due to all the experience and, and places he's been, isn't it? And, yeah. And things exactly. like that, you know, he's... Um, He's, and also things like, you know, don't worry if you do, if people don't like your book, if they don't like, yeah. you know, in, when you do anything creative, you can't expect every single person to love everything you do. No. So he's really, but don't take any notice of that. If you think it's good and if the right people are telling you it's good, you know, keep on going. And I think that is very good advice, actually. Yeah, you're not, you're never, ever, ever going to please everyone. And, and that, oh, that's it. Oh. Exactly. You're not. Exactly. You're not. You know, and um, I think, to be honest with you, I think you'll get um, more support than not, to be fair. And I found well, in I, the past. Oh, it's so well, far, so I hope that's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you know what, though? I find the negativity of people I found in the past is, is generally down to um, jealousy. Um, well, that's what it says. But, you know, people are entitled to their opinion. Yeah. I've certainly read books that are hugely successful that mm. I haven't liked. Um, so it is, you know, it's all a matter of taste. You could go and see a movie, watch a TV show, listen to a record, and yeah, it's a. That's why it's so great. There's so much stuff out there because if there is something for everybody, and not like you say, not everything is for everybody. No. So it was there. I just hope that what I've written, what I wanted to do, was I wanted to write a book that um, is funny and mm. heartwarming, mm. and. You know the feeling you get when you go and watch a great rom-com at the cinema or something or yeah. on TV and it's got a great soundtrack and you come out uplifted and kind of feeling a vibe and everything. I wanted to kind of capture that in a book yeah. and that's what I tried to do with Shake It Up Beverly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and you have got some um, TV appearances as well, haven't you, on, in the pipeline as well? Yes, I mean, I, I, I've done a TV interview this week. That was that was in the Midlands because that's where we're originally from. So I'm right. on BBC Midlands today. Interview coming up next week. I've done quite a bit of radio. We're having yeah. a book launch in Liverpool next week. It's it's all going on. And <laughs> I, and excitingly, of course, I'm coming to Nantwich next week. Yes, you are. Um, so I'm appearing at Nantwich Bookshop and a Coffee Bar. And um, I'm there Friday evening. There are tickets available. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be telling some funny stories mm-hmm. from my rock and roll rom-com life and talking to people about what Shake It Up Beverly is all about, which I'll tell you about in a minute as well. Yep. And those tickets are available from Nantwich Bookshop now. And excitingly, for your £10 ticket, you get a book. I'll sign it. There's delicious snacks. Mm-hmm. I think you might even get a drink as well. And there's a bar. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, what, it's going to be such a fun night. I'm really excited. Oh, is it in the evening? It's not in the day. I don't think it is. I think it's at six pm, isn't it? That's the time I'm going to go. <laughs> oh right, because it doesn't actually stay on the. Um, on the I other... think it's six o'clock. Is I think it? it's an evening. Yeah, six or six thirty, something like that in the evening. Okay. But if you check on their their Facebook page, yeah. or yeah, you can or email nantwichbookshop at gmail dot com. They'll tell you. But it's a, it's an, it's not a daytime. It is evening. Yeah. Oh, that'll be really, really good then, won't it? Because it'll be absolutely. Yeah, it'll be quieter absolutely. as well. It'll be quieter as well. And yeah. then you'll get more people in as well, won't you? Yes, I think so. No, it should be quite. It should be quite the atmosphere, and I think yeah. there might be a Q and A. I think people might they can ask me questions. Yeah, I don't know what I'll say, but it'd be quite good. So yeah. 
So I might, I might actually come along and um, and do a little bit of a, oh, an interview with you oh, uh, while while you're there because that might, and then uh, I get to meet you as well. <laughs> so so that'll be be good, won't it? As well, a bit more. Um, then we then I can um, talk about further ones that you're doing as well. Yeah. This book, Shake Up Beverly, then, how, how long has it taken you to, to write, then? Well, it, it sort of didn't take me that long to write because I wrote Shake It Up Beverly as a play originally. And oh, we right. put the play on in Manchester and um, Liverpool. And then we were workshopping it in London, ready to go on a UK theatre tour. Really? And can you guess what happened? Go on. <laughs> the pandemic. The pandemic hit. Oh, yeah, of course. And that oh. derailed the plans for that. So yeah. I rewrote it as a book. Um, and But what interestingly, I think I'm quite unusual in that as a debut author, I've actually tried the storyline and the characters out in front of audiences. And I've yeah. seen them love Beverly and warm to Beverly and laugh at all the funny bits. So I kind of know that works, which yeah. is really reassuring. So it's a story about um, a woman in her 50s yep. who lives in Liverpool. She's a massive Beatles fan mm -hmm. and um, she's been in love with Paul McCartney forever. Mm. But as the children get to the age where they're leaving home, she decides that she can't wait for Paul McCartney forever. She wants to find a real man to love, <laughs> a real man to hold her hand. Oh. So she tries internet dating for the first time oh. and um, with rather spectacular results. Okay. Um, she gets herself into a whole heap of trouble, so much trouble that she ends up getting talked about on a daytime TV um, TV chat show. Nice. Um, so I got got that idea from some of the loose women um, interviews that I saw. Yeah. So, and it, it's not what you want when you try internet dating, is it? That you end up being talked about on the news. <laughs> not it's, really. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not good for poor Beverly. No. So she's mortified, obviously, by this. Um, but she's also she's a, such a massive Beatles fan. She's got quite a few connections to the kind of Beatle world and yeah. the Beatle memorabilia kind of sites and everything. Um, and um, that that kind of colours all of the story as well. Um, and yeah, so you'd have to read the book to find out what exactly happens and whether actually it, it's all worth it in the end. But the Shake It Up Beverly title came about, came up, comes about because she's a woman who, she's, she's a lovely woman. She never stops talking. She gets that from me. Other than that, she's not like me. Um, but she um, decides she's played it safe for too long and she wants to shake her life up. And the moral of the story really is sometimes when you do that, things don't always work out the <laughs> way you intended, but that doesn't mean it won't work out okay. So that, that's what the story is, is about. And it is, it is kind of, I've been told anyway that it's pretty funny in places. So I'm pleased about that. I think, I think it's good that you've actually trialled it out as a, as a theatre production as well. <laughs> Because uh, yeah. you, you tend to know if it's going to work in a book, I think, as well, don't you? Yeah, because well, I mean, a lot of it, I mean, I'm used to writing scripts. So yeah. I, write, I, I was used to writing kind of dialogue. Mm. So for me, that was the first thing I got was the dialogue. And the characters, I think how people talk very much is their character. Yeah. So I had all that kind of there, really. Mm -hmm. But I just, for a book... You do have to tweak it because obviously the play is much shorter in words mm. and there's a lot of acting. Well, there isn't mm. that in the book. In the book, you have to, um, um, you know, describe certain things in much more detail. You need more backstory. You need a very satisfying end. People yeah. reading a romantic comedy book, they don't want it left kind of in the air. They want it with just a suggestion. They want to know what happens. Mm. And that is how I've rewritten it to be a book. Uh, and Harper Collins, one more chapter, Harper Collins. 
I was so thrilled when they said that they wanted it. I, I couldn't believe it, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm still pinching myself. This all seems very unreal, I have to say. I've tried for a long time. So. I, I can actually sense, though, um, to be honest with you, that you've got a lot of um, drive and a lot of inspiration there and motivation. Um, I, can, I can actually hear it in your voice and, and I can you feel... You know what? you have to, because yeah. if I'd... I'd taken every rejection that I got to heart when I first started. Yeah. I wouldn't be here now. And and you know, the moral of the story is you just don't give up. I mean, I did. I tried to get an agent for a long time. I was sending out the manuscript to agents because I was mm. told that's the only way you could get a publishing deal. And mm. I got rejection after rejection. And oh. I don't know that, you know, even you don't even know whether people are reading it. And every time I got a rejection, I sent out, I sent out two more applications. And yeah. the, I, I kept modifying, I kept rewriting, kept kind of doing what I thought was the right thing to do. Mm. And eventually I got there. And, yeah, it's just been thrilling then to, to work with HarperCollins. Mm. I never dreamed I would be published by one of the big five publishers yeah. who, who immediately just said, we love this. Yeah. Uh, and we love the, the other book as well. They, they love that. And, and, yeah, made me kind of barely make any changes. And I was like, well, why? Why was it rejected? But they were like, it's just, it's just sometimes you don't get to the right person. They've got something similar. It's not what they're looking for. Yeah. You never know. You never yeah. know. I wouldn't take it to heart. I think, I think, no. um, you know, once you've been rejected, I think you've just got to keep going forward as, as what you've done. And, and you've got success you, at the end. Well, as a writer, you, you know, you, you, you feed off all the stories you find online about, you know, all the stories that J.K. Rowling or, or you know, Stephen King or mm. huge writers talk about how many times, and it's almost a badge of honour in the end, mm. how many times that, they, that you know, let's face it, even the Beatles were turned down when they started as a band. There are famous yeah. stories of the Beatles being rejected by record companies before they get their deal. So yeah. it, it's never actually a, something about it. Again, it's just, it, it's, a, it's a personal taste or just timing and things like that but the timing for me worked out brilliantly because I couldn't have dreamt of being with anyone better than Harper Collins. I'm just so thrilled. Congratulations on that as well um, I think you've done really really well as you say that they're such a huge organisation aren't they? Do you think then for your for your second book then do you think yeah. that you might do a theatre production on that and see how that goes or, or are you just going to write it as a book? But the book, that is written, actually. That is written. And okay. I think you learn a lot about what they're looking for and how to kind of do it and the okay. kind of structure that they, that, that, that works. Mm-hmm. So I think that that, that, that one that one is fine. It doesn't mean I wouldn't do it again in the future. Um, I mean, Shaking at Beverly lent itself very much to a, to a theatre play. Not every story you'd write as a book would. Okay. Um, but it is a device. I think I always start with the dialogue, though. That is something I do. I Actually, what I did for, for Rock and Rose is the second book that's set in Memphis which mm. should be out later this year. I don't have a date yet, but it will be later this year. But mm. what I did with that one is I wrote it as a screenplay first. Right. I wrote it as, as a movie. Yeah. Um, because, again, that's more what I, I was used to. And I think both of them do lend themselves. I mean, I was told when, when I got signed, they said, you actually write quite filmically. You write as though they're scenes. We can, we can picture what you're writing so well. Yeah. I think that's because of my television and theatre background. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of what happened. So I think all that helps me yeah um yeah so i i do kind of use that technique even if i don't show it to anybody else i'm using that technique all the time well you never know you never know it might you might actually in future develop into that movie stream it wouldn't that well that would be amazing but i mean for now do you know what people say oh you could make a great film yeah. i'm just so thrilled it's a book i'm yeah. so thrilled it's a book that you can hold <laughs> 
and that you can go into a bookshop and you know if it's not there you can ask them to order it that's just amazing um to me i I, i'm not looking too far ahead on anything else at the moment Mm. because there's nothing i can do about that just yet but i think the play definitely will come back i think i will look to to and i think the book will go alongside the play really well people could actually come and see the play yeah and then the play would at a certain point of the story and if you want to know what happens after that you could read the book so that yeah. would work that would work really well because i i actually i love theater myself and i'm i'm, I'm yeah. a great reader myself as well um yeah with regards to like what you've done before in the past with i think it was production of loose women you said you were the boss there yeah see i don't know anything about that side of things so i, I wouldn't yeah. wouldn't know but definitely the i mean i've i've always wanted to write a myself but I just wouldn't know where to start to be honest with you I mean I do poetry and stuff like that but to actually write a book and to actually write a a script I think you do really really well (laughs) there's no no secret about these things that you think there are I mean I thought there was about you know it didn't like the fact I I trained as a journalist to work you think Mm. there's a secret about how to write a book actually if you if you consume what you like if like you mm. go to see theater or you read books yeah kind of almost follow the pattern of what you like that's yeah. the way to do everything really if mm. you see a play and think well actually i wish i'd written that well maybe mm. you could write a version something similar or a book that you really like look at how that works for you why you like it and then try and do the same thing with your own ideas in it I think mm. that would be the way to go ahead. Yeah. So have you had any um, influence with any other authors? Have they helped you along the way or has it just been yeah. your husband? It, it, I have had, actually. Um, Christy Barlow, who is um, also signed to One More Chapter at HarperCollins and who is from Cheshire. Mm-hmm. Um, she writes a, a series of books called Love Heart Lane, mm-hmm. um, which are romantic fiction. Yeah. And um, she actually uh, was somebody who did advise me very much when I was, I'd been around the block a few times and was trying to get a deal. And mm. she asked to see my manuscript and said, oh, no, this, I think this, you've really got something. Um, yeah. What you need to do. And I said, I don't have an agent. I don't have an agent. She went, no, some, some places you don't need one. If you, if you apply to one more chapter, HarperCollins, you can submit. When their submissions are open, you can submit to them without having had to go to an agent. So it was her suggestion that actually put me onto that. So she was very helpful. And again, I mean, that's the kind of support from somebody else. You know, there's there's nothing in it for her to mm-hmm. kind of help me, mm-hmm. um, other than just kind of you know she's she's found a successful career herself, and she was just giving advice to somebody else coming through, which was so lovely of her. That's great that you've got that got a lot yeah. of support there. You know, when you're yeah. writing your book, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've tried it myself, and 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 you're you're much more professional than me. But when you're writing a book, um, and do you ever find that you come to a stumble where? what can I write next or how can I make this better or I've rewrote that or that doesn't sound right sort of thing. Have you ever... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Go on, sorry. Have you ever come across anything like that? I don't know what it's called I, in, in... Well, I have. I mean, people say writer's block. That's and I mean, I, I think sometimes I've never come to a complete shuddering halt where I don't have anything yeah. I can write about. I think I'm always going, I always read back and read back and read back and you're, mm. you're kind of I'm editing and honing all the time. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not very wasteful. I don't mm. write a lot and then throw it all in the bin. Um, mm. But I think sometimes the, the trick when you are thinking, oh, is, where is this going? Or is this where I'm... I always kind of know where I'm going. I don't write blind. I don't sit down and think, well, I don't know how this story is going to end. Mm. I kind of have... I have a destination in mind. Right. What you then tend to find is you go off on detours that you weren't expecting, which can sometimes be great, mm. but you're always aiming for an overall destination. Yeah. And I, I, my, my way I've learned, I, mean, I didn't do this right from the beginning, 
because it's so overwhelming to think I am going to write a book. It's <laughs> a lot of words. It can put you off almost yeah. how many words it is. Yeah. So I just, I just would think, I just need to sit down and just do something. Mm-hmm. Do something every day, even if it's only like a hundred words. Yeah. And you, if you don't, if you, if you trick yourself into thinking, I'm just going to sit down for 10 minutes and just write a hundred words. Two mm. hours later, you're still there, still writing, and you've written much more than that. But mm. I think you, you, tricking yourself into it is a very good tactic. Don't say, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write all day, because the thought of it is quite terrifying. So I think we touched upon the fact that you've actually started your, your second book. Are you near finishing that one? The, the second book is written. It's okay. written and approved by HarperCollins, and I'm just waiting to see the cover design. So that's okay. quite exciting. Um, the third book is the one that I will be starting again soon. Ah, right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I did some work on it, and then because because Shake It Up Beverly has come out, mm-hmm. it, it, I'm so busy doing everything to do with Shake It Up Beverly that I haven't had time to carry on with book three. So yeah. I just put it to one side. But things always benefit from that because they're always percolating in my mind. So the longer mm. I leave things to percolate, the better it'll be, I think, <laughs> when it comes out of my fingers onto the keyboard. <laughs> so do you have an actual story in line for your book three or, or have you not thought I, that long ahead yet? I, ha- I, have, I, have an ide- I have ideas, but I'm not going to... I'm keeping it up my sleeve at the moment. Okay. Change my mind. <laughs> okay, no problem. I, I understand that one. <laughs> yeah. I understand that, no, one, that one very well. That because I I'm worried it'll all unravel until yeah. I've got until I've got it completely solid. I don't really want to talk too much about it in case I do change my mind. Oh, that's, that's not what you said you were going. To do. <laughs> no, that that's absolutely fine. So you're in Nantwich on the 27th um, of May um, at the Nantwich <laughs> Bookshop, and we believe it's about about six o'clock in the evening. Yeah. It's six or six thirty. It's one of the, one or the other. We'll be there from six, I'm sure, if people come along. But yeah, yeah. the tickets are ten pounds. Yep. and you get delicious snacks and a drink. You get a chance to ask questions. You get a book for that price as well. You will get a book, and I will sign it for people personally okay. if that's what they like. Um, and I will answer questions and talk about all sorts of funny stories that I've got. Okay. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and, and tell them more about Beverly and why she's shaking it up. <laughs> okay. Will you be taking selfies, um, Susan? Probably. Yeah, okay. <laughs> just, just thought I'd put that in there because some yeah. people might, might want to or might not want to. So I just want right. to briefly touch upon the, the book that you're going to be signing, which is actually called Shake It Up, Shake Up Beverly. Tell the story yeah. of a Beatles mad single mum in her 50s who gets herself into all sorts of trouble when she tries internet dating. Um, lonely Bev in Liverpool wants to find someone to hold her hand but ends up crying help when she finds herself making headline news instead. Ooh. <laughs> you like very... kind of... Would you read that? <laughs> Pardon? Would you, re- would you read that book if you read that? Would you think that was a, a good read? I would actually because I'm actually thinking about what's, what, 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 what kind of trouble can, can Beverly get into here? <laughs> I'm like, what, what, what's she done? You know, sort of intrigued yeah. to find out what's going on. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely up for the book. I've got yeah. to read it yeah. now. <laughs> and, do, and do you like the Beatles? I do, actually. Yes, I do. I do like the Beatles, yeah. People do. I think most people, even if they don't realise how much they like them, a lot of people who don't even know they like the Beatles know an awful lot of their music and songs. But obviously, for some people, it's a, it's a huge deal, the Beatles. I mean, they are. I mean, I think they're an amazing band, they're yeah. an amazing body of work. And I have actually met Paul McCartney a couple of times myself. Oh, lovely. Um, 
Lovely. Which and he was, and they say never meet your heroes. They're wrong. <laughs> meet them. He's lovely. He's really. Oh, really he's, he's he one of your heroes, is he? Yeah, well, he well he is. But people say, oh, you shouldn't meet people that you yeah. think are great because you might be disappointed. But yeah. I, I I find that very rarely happens. Actually, people yeah. are a lot nicer than you think. Actually, in person, even people with fearsome reputations, yeah. um, like. Piers Morgan or Simon Cowell. Yeah. And they're, they're actually, they're smashing in real life. They, they, they don't get where they are without kind of knowing how to, to play a part sometimes. But Paul McCartney is actually as lovely as he seems. And I told him about Beverly. Yeah. And <laughs> I was a bit embarrassed. To, but he sent me a wonderful email wishing me luck and oh. saying, you know, good luck with all sounds fab. So that, that, you know, how nice is that? He That's lovely. That. That's just so lovely of him. Well, it seems as though you've got an awful lot of support, but um, some more wouldn't go amiss as well, you know. So, well, um, no, I, would it? people buying the book would be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you do buy the book and like it, leaving reviews is always good as well. I didn't realise how important they were to authors, but actually reading people people leaving nice reviews is, is re- really important. The publishers really like that when an author gets good reviews where, where, on Amazon. Where would people leave their reviews then, Susan? On Amazon. On Amazon. Oh, Whether it? you bought from Amazon or not, you can still leave a review for a book on Amazon oh. once it's published. Before it's published, you have to have bought it through Amazon. But once it's out there, you can leave a review whether you bought it in a bookshop or, you know, ordered it online from anywhere else. It's, it's available as well. The book is available in paperback. Yep. Um, from And, and if, it, if, if, if you're not on Amazon buying, you want to go into a bookshop. If they haven't got it in stock, because it's published by HarperCollins, they can order it very easily in any bookshop because they've all got accounts in HarperCollins. It's okay. available as an audio book if people want to listen to the story yeah. being read by a fantastic actress called Emma Gregory. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously available as an e-book as well for a Kindle or um, uh, you know, however you read your e-books, iPad just, or whatever. I don't know if you'll be able to answer this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Sure. You know, um, authors, obviously yourself, and the, the, the book company, such as who you're working with at the moment, I've never understood why, when a book's been released, it always goes out as a hardback first, generally. Well, that, that hasn't happened in my case. Hardbacks oh. are more likely to be by established authors. Ah. Yeah, I got establish authors for the big companies if it's like a big that, that's usually what I, I wouldn't get a hardback release as a debut author on okay. the imprint I'm on it came out as a paperback okay. it came out as an ebook first actually a digital book okay. and then a paperback okay. um, but I didn't get a hardback release and no I've never really understood why people want a hardback because mm. it's, it's quite heavy to carry around nowadays isn't and it? they're more but, expensive but yeah no I, I don't <laughs> Right, I don't quite know the answer to that question, mm. but the people don't have to worry about spending extra for hardback on mine. No. Paperback, no. which is what you did. Neat, fits in your handbag, no problem at all. Yeah, or, or have it on your Kindle or, or tablet, whatever. Yeah. It's there, isn't it? It's... Well, I read a mix. I, I will read a mixture of paperback and ebooks. Actually, I think it depends mm. on what. If you if you if you're by the side of the pool or on the beach, I think you do need a paperback because yeah. you can't read an ebook very well in the sun, and you don't want to drop it in the water. But at home at night, if you just got your lamps on, an ebook is great because okay. sometimes you have to have the big light on to read a paperback. That's what I think. So you so you will ha- so you will have audio books as well, haven't you? You've got audio books as yeah. well. Yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah. And they're good. They're they're good while you're doing the ironing. <laughs> oh, we hate that job. <laughs> I've got. I've got. A, I'm a bit. Put an audio on. Put an audio book on. <laughs> I've got a bit of um, a steamer, clothes steamer. 
Um, oh, right. So I use one of them, and it's it's much quicker, you know. <laughs> See, I, I have to say, of all the housework jobs you have to, you, everyone has to do, ironing is the one I don't mind. I think I find oh. it quite satisfying, smoothing oh, no. the creases out. I don't know what it is about ironing. I don't mind it. But I have always had that. Ever, ever since I was really young, I always used to put music on and kind of dance around while I did the ironing. And now I put podcasts or audio books or put something on in the background that you can half watch on the telly. So I always kind of entertain myself. It's how I catch up with things I've missed on the TV. Put it on, get the ironing out. I, so I, I, I always find I multitask with ironing. So it's not a, not a job I, I ever mind doing that much, actually. But please don't bring me your ironing. I don't need any more. You should get... I don't, I'm, not, I'm not offering to do anybody else's ironing, just, just to say. You should get your husband to do it. <laughs> But he's not bad. He's not bad. But I mean, he's. But, but yeah. But I. I kind of. Yeah. I. I. I tend to have that main job. But he, oh, okay. if he needs to, he can do it. He's years on the road as a musician. They can turn the hands to most things. If he needs to iron a shirt, he can. He can do his own shirt. He's good at sewing on buttons as well and mending Ooh. things. He's very handy. Very handy like that. Oh, I was actually looking at earlier. Actually, um, I, I, I googled you on on Google and good old Google because I actually oh, didn't Lord. know. I'm, <laughs> I didn't actually know what you look like, and so I thought, well, I'm interviewing this lady, and I want to know what she looks like. <laughs> so that's why I did. What, and, and was I, did I look the way you thought? Um, I didn't really have, have a picture of you, to be honest with you, if I'm being yeah. honest. Because um, obviously I've never spoken to you before. I not to look like, actually. But I get a lot of reactions of, oh, oh, when I say who I'm married to, and I never quite know how to take that. Oh, right. <laughs> This will now be googling me madly to see what, why. Oh <laughs> no! I look like I look like Claudia Schiffer. No, I don't really. I don't. I don't, I don't know who that is. If I'm, being, I'm only young. I don't know who that is. <laughs> it's like just think blonde, just think blonde leggy supermodel. Oh right, okay. Because when you said about when you said about the Beatles and, and knowing them and that sort of thing, well, yeah. I don't, obviously I don't know them, I hear of them and and and, and they've got brilliant music because they have, yeah. but I, I don't know much about them. Can you name all four Beatles? Uh, is it Ringo? Yes. Um, Paul McCartney. Burn. Uh, one, that's, one that got shot, what's his name now? Oh, um, John, John Lennon? John, Correct. It, yeah, John Lennon. Um, um, I can't think of any of the others. George Harrison. George Harrison. Yeah. 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 Don't um, Paul, George, and Ringo. Yeah. Most yeah. people would know, but how old are you? I'm only forty. Right. Okay. <laughs> so I'm only well young, I think. <laughs> so. So yeah, so I only know them by my mum's playing them and my dad playing them and and that famous strip where they're walking across that 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 piece of town. Yeah, Abbey, Abbey Road. Yeah. Yeah. Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and obviously you will know a lot more imagery and music than you even know. You you'll have just grown up with it. It'll just seeped into you without you even knowing it's them half the time actually. Yeah, and obviously I know your husband through um, the Christmas song. Um, oh, I, I do oh, yeah, the same. No more slave songs. You think they have six number ones? Yeah, thirty. So people, people again will know. They'll go, oh, I didn't realise that was a slave song about yeah. certain things. Yeah, but the Christmas one does dominate for obvious reasons. It does. It does. Um, <laughs> Susan, it's been an absolute pleasure, and um, I, I wish you every success. Um, well, I hope to see you on Friday at Nantwich Bookshop. Yeah. 
So, uh, so come along and we should we should have a few laughs that night. It should be quite fun. Yep. And I'll um, I'll um, I'll come around. I'll come come. Oh, come round. I'll come and visit you on the twenty seventh of May That's at the Nantwich Bookshop. Fantastic. Great to yeah, see and, you then. Then. Oh, and Saturday. Yeah, it's been absolute pleasure. Thank you for talking to me. No problem. Speak and to you I'll soon. Speak to you soon. Bye. Podcasts from the Cat.